You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hashtag AP610. Here's Mike Wicket and editor-in-chief at arrowheadpride.com, Pete Sweeney. It is a final from Arrowhead Stadium. The New England Patriots defeat your Kansas City Chiefs 37 to 31 in the AFC Championship game in overtime. Phone number 576-7610, the Protein House Eat with a Purpose text line 69306 on Twitter at Arrowhead Pride hashtag #AP610. We will take your phone calls uh for a long time tonight. Five seven six seven six ten. I'm Mike Wicked, Pete Sweeney, editor in chief at ArrowheadPride.com. Ken Swanson in studio as well from ArrowheadPride.com. Uh, this one, an exciting ball game. But your thoughts on the thirty-seven thirty-one loss for the Chiefs, Pete? <sighs> Hard one to swallow because it was right there. Um, loses by a score in overtime. It becomes one of those things where you'll go back and, and and watch and there are certainly going to be moments that if one thing bounces your way you're headed to Atlanta I mean it's not like the Patriots came in and smoked the Chiefs they had a great first half game plan they had a 14 nothing lead but the Chiefs came uh, stormed back to score 31 points and uh, I think what's really hard about this is for about I would say 20 to 25, 26, 27 weeks, uh, one thing we always came back to was if this team is in the playoffs and puts up a good offensive number and an opposing quarterback, a lot of times in the playoffs you're left with only great opposing quarterbacks, has an opportunity to go down, drive, and win a football game, is the defense going to be able to get you a stop? And we saw at the end of regulation, almost did, Offsides, unfortunate things happen by D Ford, uh, but we saw ultimately that the defense just wasn't good enough uh, to maintain the successes of the offense. And uh, it's a it's a really hard hard thing to swallow. I think if you're a Kansas City Chiefs fan, uh, and I, I think you know you'll you go through the phases, right? So you'll go through a little bit of anger. But if there's one silver lining here, it's it's just that if you look at the season, it's pending health and, and things you, you assume when you talk about things like this. This is the very first chapter in what should be uh, many trips back to this moment uh, where, you know, you correct some things, you get a better team around uh, your franchise quarterback. Maybe things work out a little bit differently. I think ultimately this was a plan for 2019 um, where things kind of open up for you cap-wise, and, and this ended up being a season where you, you didn't realize you'd have as much success as you did. And again... An interesting season and uh, understandably really tough to swallow if you're a Kansas City Chiefs fan. Five seven six seven six ten. We'll get right to your calls, Kent. 
Uh, I know an emotional one for you sitting here watching this one. Your thoughts? The Chiefs played an abysmal first half, and they gave one of the biggest dynasties in all of the history of football everything that they had, and they they came that close. The dam did not break today, but it will soon. They are the last. If the last thirty nine seconds of that football game in regulation doesn't tell you that everything's different about Kansas City Chiefs football moving forward, then I don't know what to tell you. Just wait. It's coming. I heard a great analogy earlier this week. I was listening to Therese Paler. It was on with uh, The Drive or one of the shows, and they were talking about Michael Jordan, the GOAT, the greatest of all time. You know, He wasn't always the greatest of all time. And his Bulls in the 1980s had to go through some, some steps. They had to go through the bad boy Pistons, and they had to get to the Lakers, the Kansas City Royals. Royals had to take the steps. I know people are going to be mad. I know we're going to call for firings. I know a lot of fans who are leaving right now want to get up and scream bloody murder, scream at the top of their lungs. This was a step. This was an enormous step. And no moral victories, no excuses. You lost. But this was a step, and you'll remember this football game because it was a great football game. It was the strangest tale of two halves I have ever seen in my life. The first half took an hour. The second half took like three it, it, it was an incredible game. And and give credit to that other team. They don't want to give up the throne anytime soon. Tom Brady's 41 years old. And for, for, for 348, a touchdown, two picks tonight. Should have been three. And should have been three. I mean, I'm just saying. Should have been three. Your quarterback outplayed Tom Brady. I said it. Whoops. Um, and ultimately, he again put together another season. Um, and I know the Chiefs had the number one seed. It wasn't for a miracle in Miami. The Patriots would have the number one seed. It's a good that the Chiefs are, are, are right there. But, again, Tom, at the age of 41, is headed back to what will be his ninth Super Bowl. It's just hard because I think you have to commend, I think, him for that. But what makes it, I think it's almost easier if the Patriots come in and the first half continued the way way it does, because then you're like, okay, we're maybe a step away. One thing goes your way in this football game, and the Chiefs are going to Atlanta anyway. Again, you got to say kudos to Tom, but at the same time, man, I said you know I said it before, hard to swallow. Yeah, it it's incredibly hard to swallow. Don't get me wrong, I'm I'm kind of distraught right now. But uh, one thing that I I do. The time of the the time of possession really started to wear down the Chiefs in the back end of that game. So you know they they the Patriots had the ball for forty three minutes of that game, including the overtime. That's really what happened at the end of that game. Is I thought the Chiefs did some phenomenal things in the third quarter uh, and part of the fourth quarter, but the, those last two those last two possessions for the Patriots, the Chiefs needed something and they didn't have enough in the tank to get it. And I mean, the Chiefs had the ball for 20 minutes this game, guys. 20. 21 minutes, sorry. 20 minutes, 53 seconds. That's it. That the Patriots, a, over, there was an overtime. The Patriots had the ball for more time in the first half than the Chiefs had the entire game. Unbelievable. Andy Reid, too. Uh, again, one of the most successful head coaches in, in NFL history. I mean, his his playoff track record, it just get, it's it's bad. I mean, there's no other way to say it. Um, he's been, I believe it was five conference championship games before, only won one. Uh, now is one for six. And 
horribly. Again, they made some great second half adjustments, but as Ken said, you can tell it's higher defense at the end. Yeah. Horribly outcoached in the first half, and uh, that has to be brought up too. I know a lot of people are going to want to blame Bob Sutton, and I, I think there's there's room to blame uh, Sutton there. Uh, I think the players are are the, the defensive players this year were not good. I mean, you yeah. had a, you had a couple stars when it came to pass rushers, but just as far as you know, your back uh, and your secondary, um, I don't know if Bob Sutton survives this uh, for what it's worth. Uh, that being said, I think this is still a two three year build with, with the defense i think the defense will be better next year um and i think the chiefs will be back to the playoffs uh, you're in the it's tough it's going to be tough to to embrace it now but the silver lining of this kid is you can check you can check um all the boxes when it comes to franchise quarterback top five quarterback in the league more times than not over mahomes's career you're going to be in the playoffs this is going to go your way eventually it's going to be a long time for that to happen now you know as we go now we shift to draft mode um and free agency so on and so forth and that's what's hardest is the time it's going to take for regular season games to start happening again the last four months has been awesome right it's been an awesome party a weekly party yep and and i think that's what's going to be hard for fans tonight is again one or two things go your way and you're still partying for another two weeks and then you see what happens if I'm in Kansas City right now, I it, it's hard to think you want to even watch the Super Bowl. And and it's such a weird feeling. Um, and it's better to be, and, and this is what's going to be hard to, 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 again, embrace, is it's better to be you as a Chiefs fan right now than it is as a member of New York Jets fans or a Dolphins fan, something like that, where, you know, there's clear hope for the future. There's They're not clear- going anywhere in Detroit. They're not going anywhere in you know, pick a city. Something to build on. Um, but, man, again, you know, one stop, and, and and things are a bit different. You want to jump in? We'll go right to the phones, 576-7610. We've been with you all season. We appreciate everybody who's been dialing us in all season. We'll do it again. Uh, and when we're done in a couple of hours, Jay Binkley going late into the night. We got all-night Chiefs talk right here on 610 Sports Radio. Let's go to Ottawa, Kansas, and we begin with Les. Hey, Les, thanks for calling, man. How you doing? When are they going to finally get rid of Bob Sutton? I've never seen Brady come up so clean during a whole game, you know, and be conservative offensively, too, at the beginning of the game. What's the matter? You passed. That's what got you there. You're not running the ball 50 times, and what is it, halftime? He had 20 passes or whatever. And you're going like, I don't understand this. You opened up your offense in the second half, and word and behold, you got points. And Bob Sutton's like a cancer. It just don't go away. Nobody put pressure on Brady at all. Two and three-man rushers all day long. You're going like, why? I saw more than that, but, I, 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 I mean, everybody's going to go after Bob Sutton today. I mean, there were so many plays, especially in those last two drives, that led to points where D Ford was this close, where Justin Houston was this close. I've seen it year after year. This close is but, not good enough. No, but I've seen it year after year with the blame for Bob Sutton. Like, even last year when yeah. when, it, when a Titans team comes back um, and the offense gets blanked in the second half, there's never blame to go around. Chiefs didn't come out with a good offensive game plan in the first half. They were blanked. If, if the Chiefs managed to maintain their drives, maybe the defense isn't as tired at the end of the game. There's a lot that goes into the blame for this game. And to Les's call, I mean, they didn't really run the football all game. You know how many rushing attempts the Chiefs had to, uh, today from the running backs? Twelve. 
Granted, they didn't have the ball much in the first half. I mean, they threw the ball 31 times, uh, and Damian Williams had 10 carries. Last week against Indianapolis, he had 25 carries. I mean, I know you were down 14, but I mean, to say they didn't, they only ran the ball. They didn't run the ball. They didn't run the ball all game. They didn't have the football. They didn't have the football in this. They didn't run. I mean, how many plays do you think New England ran? 94. They doubled the Chiefs' play play count. More, yeah, the Chiefs they had 47 it. plays. They just didn't keep. They didn't. They, there weren't any. There was never a long drive. And that that was that was credit to the Patriots for that yeah. first half. And that's really that the Patriots did enough in that yeah. first half to stave off the Chiefs. And that's really what it came yeah. down to is they they fantastic game plan. That last minute touchdown by the Patriots at the end of the first half was was what wound up making the difference in this football game. We have a, we're on the post game now. We started at about nine fifteen. We're going to go to eleven fifteen. I we got that first call about Sutton. I you know I anticipate this to be a theme tonight. Five hundred and twenty four yards of offense by the New England Patriots tonight. Five hundred and twenty four total yards. Les, thank you for your phone call, my friend. Let's go to Brad and Lee Summit. Hey, Brad, you're next up. What's up, man? Hey, thanks for taking my call. So, first of all, we have nothing to be. I, we should be really happy going for that. We have actually a franchise quarterback and every single year from the next 10, 15 years, we're always going to have a shot at being in the AFC championship, winning a super bowl. But that being said, what drove me nuts about this team the whole year is how we used the sea loss and said, okay, well, we're going to beef up our run defense in a passing league. And then fast forward when we signed Anthony Hitchens, who is a 90s dinosaur linebacker who can't cover anyone or even really tackle or really move. We use all these draft picks to beef up our front. We can't stop guys when they're running the ball on these critical downs. Yes, we got that one fourth down stuff, but the whole year we got run on. And then we never did much to even improve our pass defense to really cover anyone. And then we just had Brady pick us apart. And we can criticize Bob Sutton all we want, but I think there's a little bit of criticism to go with Brett Beach and focusing too much on not implementing a roster with modern players to build a solid defense that's pass-focused and defending the pass and rushing the passer. Thanks for taking my call. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. 576-7610. Let's just go uh, to uh, Aaron in Dallas. What's up, Aaron? How you doing, man? What's going on, guys? Hey, man, I'm going to need you guys to do me a favor tonight and not be corporate cheat shields. Um, you can't defend Bob Sutton. They start the game with a long Didn't say, uh, 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 Real quick, real quick, real quick. No one's defending Bob Sutton, my friend. Uh, sounded like you did when you run back the tape. He's like, I'm hearing these Bob Sutton calls, and, you know, we're blaming it on Bob Sutton. 90% of the blame was to go to Bob Sutton for this game. And really? I'm going to tell you why. Facts can't be denied. Who's the head coach? Romo Who's was that? calling out. Let me say, let me say this real quick. Romo was calling out what Tom Brady was going to do by watching in a booth before it happened. He was like, oh, he's checking. He's about to run to the right. Touchdown. Oh, he's checking. He's about to do this. Oh, every time they line up this, we're going to do that. Oh, we took out the big guys. Let's pass it again. The whole game. You can't deny that. You, like at least, at least when we were in offense, there were things that happened that we didn't know were going to happen. But if you have an announcer calling the whole game pre-snap, you got to blame the defensive coordinator. He needs to be gone tonight. And you guys don't need to be key shields. You need to call for a chance. The new season isn't starting until months from now. Right now, this season was a disappointment. You guys need to lead the charge and tell them right now, Sutton needs to go. We need blood. We need a head. Let it go. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Aaron. We need blood. We need his head. Let it go. A 12-4 season, a division championship, the one seed, a playoff win, and hosting the AFC title game, and you lose in overtime to the greatest dynasty the sport's ever seen. And you said it was a failed season. 
I'm not shielding for Bob Sutton. I don't think he survives, nor do I think he should survive. But that's a bad take. I think the Chiefs. That's a bad take. I think. My friend. I think the Chiefs ultimately do move on from Bob Sutton. What I'm saying is to to just blame Bob Sutton and not the personnel staff. And, okay, people wanted Bob Sutton gone last year. Sam Melliger mm-hmm. of the Kansas City yeah. Star wrote a, wrote a whole feature about how how he should have been gone, right? The guy who – you know who the guy who keeps Bob Sutton is? If you really – it's Andy, Andy Reid. Reed. Andy Reid. Why Reed. does he never get any attention? And, and, and like I said, I'm not, I'm not trying to go hard into Andy Reid and pick on him so on and so forth, but he, the guy – is one for six in conference championship games, and he's two and five and since coming to Kansas City in the playoffs. Now, I am not saying you get rid of Andy Reid, not, not even close to that. But I'm saying to solely come here and, and talk and say, oh, Bob, the Chiefs scored zero points in the first half. The Chiefs ran half as many plays. They are, the offense was on the field for eight minutes. In the first half. They had no control of that fo- football game in the first half. They couldn't they, get off the field because the defense couldn't stop what everybody saw happening. And but, that was the, the running game of the, and, of the but Patriots. The offense, was, the offense was abysmal, too. And, absolutely Be- it was. Couldn't protect Belichick, came in, Belichick came in with a masterful game plan. He's running guys that he's never run on, on Tyreek Hill. And, and and to me, and there's so much that goes into this season. I and I don't like I said, I don't necessarily think Bob Sutton survives. No. He probably doesn't. He probably ne- doesn't really deserve to. He probably should not survive. But to come on here and say this whole season is Bob Sutton's fault, like, do you think Eric Berry? And I'm not trying to continue to do to go on this trend. Do you think Eric Berry did a good job with Rob Gronkowski tonight? No, no. The guy played barely three games this year. Where, where is the blame for the medical? Like, why were why didn't they explore and go after a safety? Like, there's so much blame to go around. I I, I think just saying, oh, fire Sutton and everything is solved. Nah, like this. There's, there's some questions about Veach. There's some questions about talent. There's some questions a lot about of, a lot of questions. a lot of reasons because that yeah, the way you lost. I agree with that. I do. Let's go to our man Chester. Chester, thank you, man, for calling in all year. We appreciate it. Yes, sir. This is a disappointing area. And a season does not make it a disappointing season. It was a good season. We got to a place we've never been before. We just have to work on unfinished business. Even when Moses could not lead them in, God said, we need an exchange here. And he raised up Joshua, a young man, and he slayed 31 kings. And he got the job done. But he had to change house. He had to change leadership. He had to do what it takes. And we've got who we have in positions already, but who do you surround them with? We need to surround a Joshua, a Kingslayer, with a type of situation, organizational, position holders, managers, let the thing play out. But we are going to, from unfinished business to finished business, when we surround a Joshua, a young man, young gifted and winning, we still got that spirit. We still got that, that, that momentum, and we got a, another year. But we have to rally behind unfinished business and change it to finished business. It's happened in the blue from 14 to 15. Unfinished business, and they finished business. They took the crown. But they had to make what? Adjustments. And they made those adjustments. God bless this year. God bless Kansas City. We've got finished business. Thanks, Chester. Appreciate it. 576-7610. Colin, you're next up on 610 Sports Radio. 
Hi, how are you guys doing? Kind of dismal um, in this room right now. <laughs> it's abysmal in my room right now. Yeah, we got morale is uh, low. I felt very religious off of Chester's call. That was very nice. Part of the Bible. Um, so, D Ford, I'm going to talk about because it seems like a lot of Bob Sutton Hayes going on here. Uh, the defense actually got, you know, two picks, um, whatever. One's a tip off of Edelman's fingers, whatever. I thought the defense, this, listen. The game is on the line. D Ford, it lines up offside. The pick to end the game, Tom Brady then throws three picks, and he looks as if he costed the Patriots the game. But D Ford lines offside. So what I'm trying to say is that this whole defense is a personnel problem. And I hate. I don't like Bob Sun. Don't get me wrong. I hope he does leave because he only plays man coverage. And Tom Brady knows that, and he exposed that all game. But it's definitely a personnel problem. And how is the offense going to go three and out the first half like every play? I do think when the, you look at Andy Reid's track record, he does go conservative. Um, what, but let me, I, want, I, want to, I want to challenge you on that, Colin. What did he do conservatively in that first half on on drowns when or on a series when they when they went three and out or only got off first down? What conservatively did he do? I just thought he did a lot of run plays. You know, uh, on second, it would, it would fail the first time, and then he'd do it again on second down. It, it also was – I'm not going to just blame him. The O-line also was struggling first half, you know. Mahomes, every time they did pass the ball, Mahomes was getting pressured beyond belief by Kyle Van Noy, all those people. So, you know, I, I definitely – I don't know. It just seemed like the offense opened up in the fourth quarter, but that could just be, could be because, you know, the game was on the line and all that. But you do have to start off early with the Patriots, and you can't keep going three and out. But 31 points, man, you can't – I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's going to be – I think it's going to be so hard to, to watch this game and, and, and see what went wrong because if one thing goes your way, like you think about D Ford lining up offside. <laughs> D Ford doesn't line off up offsides. You're going to the Super Bowl. I mean, that's just one of many things that could have got – you have it a little bit of a different game plan and you muster three points in the first half. Maybe it's a little bit different. Maybe that's what you need. That for, that... Damian Williams – if he goes down and the Chiefs run some clock and maybe – I know that's tough to do in that right. situation, but that's another angle that you take. I know people are going to want to blame Andy Reid for going conservative. Their first drive, Pat Mahomes took a 14-yard sack on yeah. third and 10. The next drive, Pat Mahomes – well, they went three and out. After that, the next drive, Pat Mahomes took a 14-yard sack on third and nine. Mm-hmm. We can bl- – I mean – Patrick Mahomes missed a wide-open touchdown Pat Mahomes missed Damian Williams wide open on the previous play, then followed that up with a sack. Blame Andy Reid if you want. His quarterback didn't execute in the first half. It was bad. And there, no one no one is going to excuse Pat. There's no reason to get up in arms about it because Pat is literally the – I think he's the best quarterback in football at this point. He's the face of the NFL for 10 years. He made some mistakes tonight. There's no doubt about that. But you ain't even close to here without Pat. You ain't home without Pat. For sure. You know what I mean? You're not – you don't win the divisional round without Patrick Mahomes. And and the the bottom line is you're not – like you probably are playing in New England if you make it this far without, you know, Pat. Like that's what I mean. They may not mean the playoffs. Uh, Exactly. I'm with you. I'm with you 100% on that. If you want to just evaluate the game, there were—I mean, there were some plays he left in the field, but a lot went wrong. You know, a lot. Like I said, one thing doesn't go wrong. You only lost by a touchdown here. The the experience of the Patriots showed up in that game, no and, doubt. And that's that's one of the big storylines of this. And you, you think about all these little minor mistakes. Tyreek Hill going backwards twelve yards, and then a block in the back puts him on the three yard line after getting a stop by the defense. 
these little plays the entire game added up. And they were the difference in a game where, I mean, the, the Patriots literally were trying to, they were scared of Patrick Mahomes. Like, uh, acknowledge that the, the Patriots were afraid of Patrick Mahomes and were trying to control that game by keeping him off the field. And now he has an offseason to get better. And it almost didn't matter. They played abysmal in the first half. The Patriots owned that thing. They controlled the entirety of that first half, and it still almost didn't matter. And, and you think about it, and and again, as Tom just drove down the field in overtime, um, you know, you mentioned the experience. We saw that a couple of years back when they came back against the Atlanta Falcons. Tom said, we ain't putting the ball back in Patrick Mahomes' hands. We're going to go get it done. This was his 39th playoff game. This is Patrick Mahomes' second. I mean, I just kind of said it. He's going to have an entire offseason to get better somehow. And this team's going to get better. The team's going to get better around him. There's money that's going to, you know, open up for for them to play with. They got a hit, I think, on some draft picks here. I, I don't I didn't love the contributions of the class this year. I don't think I don't think anyone could say no. I mean Derek Naughty's good. Your best player that you gave the rookie of the year to was a backup <laughs> right guard. Um you can make a case that maybe you had a you got a kick returner in the draft, but Breland Speaks didn't challenge Justin Houston or D Ford to get into that lineup. Ragland and Hitchens largely was not a success. Yeah. Your secondary, you had to change to a rookie week, what was it, 15 or week 16? Week, week 16. There's a lot of blame to go around. I don't think Bob Sutton is back. It's just you want to evaluate the game, you know, pick your poison. And maybe, maybe one call goes your way, maybe it doesn't. I'm not trying to blame the refs. I'm just saying in the grand scheme of the game, um, you want to pick a particular part of the season, you know, I, I – Again, I think this is a nice foundation. You have Patrick Mahomes, and you see what happens here from yeah, here. We're going to go back to the phones here, and if you're on hold and we get you on the air and I cut you off, it means we're going to go to Andy Reid, who's going to be speaking uh, at Arrowhead, and, and Patrick Patrick Mahomes uh, as well. So we will, again, it's not that I don't like your call, but that being said, I just want to get uh, your attention let you know that we may be cutting you off to go to the quarterback or the head coach, whoever gets to the microphone first here on 610 Sports Radio. While we wait for that, let's go to Al, who's dialed us up. Al, you're on 610 Sports Radio. Mike, Al from uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Uh, next two, three, four weeks, uh, good luck with uh, you and uh, your future. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, the wife, the uh, wife, I thought she was going to go into labor as the game went into overtime, but she didn't. Uh, well, Oh, well, that's a good thing. That's yeah, a good right. thing. Um, geez, I, I, in the first half, I, I feel like they were outcoached, outmanned. You know, in the second half, they kind of got it back. Um, I wouldn't blame everything on Bob Sutton. I, I agree, like one of the last two callers, it, it is a little bit of personnel. They need to figure out what they're doing on uh, on defense, but um, they had an opportunity. They're young as a Chiefs fan uh, living outside of Kansas City, Missouri. Like, I have hope, but, like, you know, you can't bank on Pat Mahomes thinking they're going to get him there every year. Like, you, you just can't take that for granted. Like, you, you, like, it's been 25 years. Think about that. And then, like, Kansas City, Missouri just can't expect Pat Mahomes to bring him there in the next five years. Like, it sucks that they lost today. They had a lot of opportunities. I don't want to blame stuff on refs because a lot of times people blame stuff on them, but there was a lot of bad calls. But Kansas City played horrible, and they were still in the game and still had an opportunity to win the game. So I don't know if it was a lot about the Patriots' experience versus Kansas City's 
inexperienced, but um, man, I sure hope they're going to be there next year. And they did have a good year. I had a hell of a ride and I enjoyed listening to you guys when I had the opportunity, listen to you guys on uh, the, the app, uh, the iTunes app or iRadio app. Um, you guys were awesome. I plan on tuning in next year, man. Hey, thank you very much, Al. Always appreciate it. Uh, he's up in Wisconsin. We'll go one state south to Illinois and bring on Todd. What's up, Todd? You're next up. How are you doing tonight? I'm good. How are you guys? All right. Uh, good as as could be. I it's guess. relative. Uh, listen, we got a lot to be thankful for. We got a good team, but there needs to be some coaching changes. But the thing that bugged me about tonight's game, Edelman just took us to school, and I watched. He had a defensive back playing 10 yards off of Edelman, and he starts at the snap. The back goes back, keeps that cushion, and he starts turning his hips. Seven yard, you know, Edelman is free to run wherever he wants. You got to step these guys at the line. And if I could say it was the one thing that lost us this game was Edelman. This guy changed the game for the Patriots on his first down catches, and that's the way I saw it. Uh, yeah, D, D Ford should know better than to line up in the uh, neutral zone, but, hey. That's a tough one, you know, for, for D Ford because he's had such a great year. He's been so good for this football team. You know he feels terrible. You know, none of his teammates are going to blame him for the loss. No one thing lost it for this team tonight. Uh, and that's a tough play. Todd, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Andrew, in Independence, you're next up. What's up, Andrew? How's it going? Yeah, you know. Love your show, by the way. Thank you. Um, it, wasn't, it wasn't a bad game. It was actually great. You know, it, I was held into the end, the whole game. Um, offense. Didn't get really going until the second half, but they played like I thought they would. They scored their points. The defense was just on their field way too long. And I, I want another shot next year. Uh, why not? I, I I could see Pat Mahomes doing this for a long time. I think if, right now would be the time to, uh, I'm not an investor, but to buy stock in the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh it's only going to go up. I mean, it's it's only going to go up, Ken. Absolutely. Uh, and <sighs> Mahomes played so good in that second half. They 39 seconds, they drove down the field and got a field goal. That drive was nuts. And it was on the back of some exceptional plays by the kid, man. It's I mean, a, it's it's largely a young team, though, and and that's that's the thing. I mean, they're all young. I mean, even Sammy Watkins, who who feels like he's old, he's only 25. Uh, what? And uh, <laughs> that's weird to yeah. say, man. Tyree Kill is what twenty four. Pat's twenty three. This will help. Like this experience helps for the future mm-hmm. of your main pieces. Chris Jones, undoubtedly. Uh, D Ford. There, you know, people are saying they'll get the franchise tag. I mean, you got some really good young pieces now. You get the schemes you want. I'm interested in seeing if they do change defensive coordinators. What that looks like. You you have another draft here. Um, free agency. People are going to want to play with this kid. Um, I think you got a good opportunity next year to get back here. Let's go to Sully in Virginia. What's up, Sully? Fellas, what's happening, man? Yeah, you know. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. Um, <laughs> first, 
first, you guys killed it this year, man. I mean, it was awesome. Thank the you. coverage was great. You guys deserve Allie was an awesome addition. The podcast, getting Craig back involved heavily, just great ideas all around, man. Thank you. Um, I have a take here. I don't. I don't like the idea of people. It seems like everybody wants to focus on D Ford, man. Like there were times this year, without him in '95, we had nobody else on defense, man. Like yeah. I don't. I think without him, we're not even in this game with a home field advantage. So I'm not going to point the finger at a guy trying to make a play lining up a half yard offside. I, I just can't do that. Um, and then lastly, something you guys can talk about, which I've talked about a ton here, is I, something's got to go. I get that. I agree with everybody. But what scheme is there out? that exists that's going to keep Anthony Hitchens from getting driven nine yards off the ball by right, a right. that gets out on him or is going to keep, you know, Naughty from getting pancaked on the goal line every single time. And Naughty's got a bright future, but you see what I'm saying? And yeah. I don't think it matters what defense you're running if these guys can't make plays, man. I, I love you, buddy. Uh, and is, uh, there a, is there a scheme? It's, it's, there's, a t- there's a big talent issue, man. Like, there really is. I don't. Anthony Hitchens, there was a couple bright spots in his season this year where, you know, he was playing fast. And uh, he just hasn't been able to to sustain that. And then you know, like we we talk about the draft. This is a huge draft for Brett Veach. He he really has to he really has to hit this draft. Hey, uh, coming up, we're gonna head to Patrick Mahomes very very quickly here in just a second. We'll take more of your phone calls five seven six seven six ten. We're gonna head down to Arrowhead here in just a second to hear from the signal caller. Uh, Andy Reid coming up as well. We'll also go inside that Chiefs locker room. You'll hear from, I'm guessing we're going to hear from D Ford. You'll also hear from Sammy Watkins and other members of this Chiefs squad. Uh, but again, we're waiting on momentarily. We've been given the, the hey, be ready. Quarterback is coming to the microphone uh, down at Arrowhead. So feel free to give us a call. We're going to get back to the phones. 576-7610. Also, you can uh, hit us up on the uh, the text line. It is the Protein House Eat With a Purpose text line, 69306, and on Twitter, at Arrowhead Pride, hashtag AP610. And again, we're waiting on Patrick Mahomes, who is en route to the the podium. And last caller's right, too. I mean, you think about D. Ford, and that's a great point because I think a lot of people go in the Philadelphia Eagles game, and and it's easy to point to Alshon Jeffrey, but they don't probably win a championship without Alshon Jeffrey the, the previous year. Uh, same thing with D Ford. It's such a big part of the defense. Um, Chris Jones seemed to come on a little bit in the middle of the year, uh, towards the end. At the beginning of the season, it was D Ford. You know, like to me. Let's head down. I okay. hate to interrupt you here. No, Pete. Go, ahead, go ahead. Here's Pat Mahomes. Uh, they came up, played man. Uh, not a lot of teams have this year, and they they put people in our face, and they they see how we see how we responded. And uh, the first half we struggled. We we couldn't make anything happen. Uh, but then. The second half, I feel like our guys took the challenge, and they were doing the same things, and we were just winning. And uh, you have to do that. You have to find ways to, to win against one-on-one matchups, uh, and we, we found ways in the second half. Yeah, I mean, I have ultimate trust in the defense. I mean, I, I know those guys are out there giving everything they have. I know those guys are doing whatever they can, and they just they ended up making more plays than we did in the end. Uh, but at the same time, I had the trust that we were going to get the stop, and if we got the chance, I felt like we were going to score. You got the ball in those 13 seconds left, and you got DeMarcus now. What, what was you going through that, and what was happening? Uh, yeah, I mean, we knew we had it, we just had to get in field goal range. We got a good, pretty good return to get us into a short, shorter yard uh, yardage where we didn't have to get too too much, and we knew if we could get it in uh, Harrison's uh, uh, 
range, he was going to make it. And so we, we found ways to get a couple plays there, and then uh, he, he knocked it in. Yeah, I mean, first of all, I mean, every team's going to be different uh, year to year. But at the same time, we have a lot of young guys on this team. And, uh, I mean, it hurts. Uh, it hurts everybody. Uh, we knew we had the opportunities this game and this season, and we put in the work. But uh, we know that this can this can be a building block. It can be something that, that carries us in the future. I mean, right now it's the end, but uh, hopefully it's just the beginning of a, of a long time. Patrick, along the same lines, is this sort of Andy's message to you guys, too, that you can point to the future right away almost? No, I mean you have you have to take in the hurt. I mean you have to be accept accept that. I mean this hurts. I mean it's supposed to hurt. You put in work for this. Uh, you you're doing everything you can to get to the Super Bowl and, and to win it. And uh, for the, this opportunity to, to fall short, I mean it's going to hurt. And he and he told us to accept that. I mean you have to go through that. But at the same time, when you when you look back and then you come back and look at the bigger picture, uh, you know that you can build off this, uh, use this feeling as motivation to go out and find ways to win next time. Yeah, I mean, you have to stay within the game plan. You can't try to do too much. Uh, they, had, they had a good game plan, came out, and it came out fast. And so we, 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 we started slow, but we picked it up. And you just got to trust in the process, not try to do too much, and uh, things will start uh, happening uh, and having success your way. Yeah, I mean, it's just how, I mean, how the, the coin tosses, I guess you would say. I mean, it's a, it's a thing where um, – he, he had a great drive, had a lot of third-down conversions um, and big moments. Guys made big catches for him. Uh, but uh, it's a thing where you, you, all you can do is, is support your teammates, trust in your teammates, and then when you get your opportunity, you go out there and try to make plays. At halftime, what did you guys see? What adjustments were you able to make that you made to get ready to go in the second half? Yeah, I think we just man, we manned up. Uh, we, there was nothing different. Uh, they played the same coverages. We did the same things. Uh, guys just made plays, uh, and that, that that was that was the message in halftime by everybody was let's just man up, go out there, and, and make plays against this man, and uh, and and see what happens from there. No doubt at all, but I mean you can't. That's just like ifs and buts. I mean you you can't you can't look at that. Uh, but at the same time, I felt like we were rolling, uh, but uh, I mean it didn't go our way, and, and stuff happens. At the end of regulation. It's- 11 seconds to go, they, they had like three guys in the end zone the play right before. There was no, no real chance to tr- score a touchdown there. That's why you were kind of cool with the kick, I guess. Yeah, we we knew with the situation that uh, we needed the touchdown on the play. Coach had told me before the play, touchdown or, or get the ball out of my hands and get, throw it away. And we had a good play call on, but they, they had enough guys in the end zone that I didn't want to uh, force it in there for a pick. And so I just found a way to throw it out of bounds where we wasn't uh, intentional grounding or anything like that. And uh, Bucker knocked it in. Yeah, I mean, just just not starting how we wanted to start. Uh, we we I mean we we scored what, like thirty one points in the second half. Uh, both games we played them, and so uh, you just got to find ways to start better. Uh, it's something I'll look back on my entire career and and use it as something that I can find ways to to win these games whenever I'm in them. Couple more guys. Uh, Patrick, your brother next door, the Rose, when they lost the World Series in twenty fourteen, they came back, refocused, and now season came back to make sure you run the World Series. What are your plans for the offseason with your teammates to get you all that Yeah, I mean, we'll be together. I mean, we're, we're great friends. Uh, we have great relationships. 
So we'll, we'll get in work and uh, <clears throat> kind of like you said, I mean, it's, it's not always the same team, but there's a lot of the same core guys that will be here next year uh, and hopefully a lot, of, a lot of the whole team. And so for us, we're going to keep that chemistry going, uh, get better in every single way that we can, uh, look back on the film and see what we didn't do as well and see what we did well and try to try to really emphasize that stuff. And then that's the stuff you have to do in order to be a, a, a great team and, a, and keep this success going. Yeah, I think they doubled him probably on like 95% of the uh, plays. He made the one play uh, with the, the deep one. Uh, but, I mean, you guys have to step up. And I thought guys did. I mean, we, we put points on the board. Uh, we found ways to move the ball whenever we needed to. Uh, and so that just comes with the how we played all season. Whoever gets their opportunity, they're out there making plays. That is uh, quarterback Patrick Mahomes. Uh, we'll head back to Arrowhead coming up here from head coach Andy Reid. We'll also go inside that locker room and hear from more Chiefs after the uh, 37-31 loss. Pete Sweeney, Ken Swanson, and Mike Wickett at 576-7610. You can also hit us up with a text message at 69306. Let's go back to the phones. Sonny is in Wyandotte. Sonny, how you doing tonight, man? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, definitely, definitely a heartbreaker here. Uh, listen, I, I contribute this whole game right here in this loss, uh, and I know I'll, I have some disagreeers there with me. But second and ten, end of regulation, eight seconds left. You're right there in the end zone. You, you got to take a shot. You got to take a shot. I understand what Andy Reid's thinking was. I actually grew up in Philadelphia. My whole family's from Philadelphia, so I had a lot of experience with Andy Reid there. But you, you definitely got to take a shot there with eight seconds left. But you know what? I'm proud of this team. I'm proud of Mahomes. I'm proud of my Chiefs. I'm proud of Chiefs Kingdom. I'm looking forward to the off season. Let's see Veach have a good free agency and draft period. Thanks for taking my call, guys. You guys keep rocking it. Hey, thank you, Sonny. Appreciate that. Uh, Kale is in Kansas City. What's up, Kale? How's it going, guys? All right. Um, first off, just want to thank you guys for the past four or five months. You've been my sole means of entertainment. I've just been <laughs> obsessed with this season, and it's just been getting better and better. And I just want to say to all the fans, first off, that are automatically coming out and saying, same old Chiefs. I've been watching this team this team for 20 years lose and just fail and we are so like just strides ahead of where we've been and i think just the big difference was is we got out coached tonight and the difference is is the patriots play to win and we play to score like we kept we kept like why are we throwing on second and 10 throwing a 30-yard pass to the end zone and almost picking it off and then the next play we go for a touchdown and we give tom brady two minutes left like you know he's going to score like we need better clock management. It's like part it's like part of me thinks Kale at that in that last touchdown they scored uh, that they kind of that the Patriots were like, all right, you guys go ahead. Like it kind of yeah. felt like they were they knew and eventually they, they were going to get that final they, two they yards knew, and they, they let them go. They were going to get it back and they knew they were going to score. Yeah. And that's, that's yeah. the thing is I feel like I feel like the Chiefs right now are kind of like we're kind of like Lenny and Mice of Men. Like we get a hold of the rabbit and we just. Kill it! Like we're like, oh my god, I have the ball. We can score in a, in ten minutes, in ten seconds. Let's do it! I mean, seriously, like the the Patriots know they're gonna the Patriots know they're gonna score. They're gonna wine you. They're gonna dine you. And we don't even spit on it before. We just go. Like we don't we don't think about it. We like it, it's just ridiculous to me that like nobody thinks like, oh man, we have three minutes left. Maybe we should make the clock a little bit more. Maybe we should. Um, Try to run a dive up the middle instead of just letting Mahomes swing it. Like, how did no one ever think of that? I mean, that that just 
it was hard to watch because I knew I'm like they're going to get the ball back. They're going to score. But, I think yeah, mo- most people had that feeling. I think the thing about it's easy to say in hindsight, you know, dive on the ball, run clock. But in a scenario like that, you waste the first down, you waste the second down, and then maybe you don't now score. Third, on now thir- it's third eight. Right. Now maybe you don't score on third down. You talk to a lot of the coaches and, and you listen to enough press conferences and coaches say, you got to score yeah. in that situation. I mean, that's the mentality you go in with. It's nice to think, oh, yeah, take, a, take 40 more seconds off the clock. But then you're entering dangerous waters there. I mean, the defense at the end of the day has to come up with that stop. It was something we discussed all year long. Could the defense come up in a big spot? And the answer was no. They had three straight third and tens in overtime. Three straight third and tens in overtime. Yeah. Could not get off the field. Kale, thanks for coming dangerously close to uh, busting our FCC license. We appreciate yeah, that. Thanks, man. Let's go to Blake in Roland Park. What's up, Blake? Oh, boy, oh, boy. Do we have a lot to unpack tonight, boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what's great about you know. And by the way, if you're, if you're going to be up all night, we are going to be live. Now, not the three of us, but when we're done, Binkley's on till late. We got live Chiefs talk all the way through until Fesco in the morning. Oh, I'm here for all of it. <laughs> Get the coffee ready. So first things first here, I don't want to hear of any Chiefs fans hanging their heads because, my goodness, what a season we just had. We have literally mm-hmm. not had an AFC Championship game in Arrowhead in how many years now? It's been, what, like 25 years or so? Um, you know, and we're here. We, we got here, and we took the Patriots, the big bad Patriots, to overtime. I mean, we got our quarterback of the future. And it's only looking up from here. Um, now, the second thing I want to get into here, what, I mean, yeah, D Ford, what are you doing on that play where you're lining up offsides and, you know, one of the biggest plays of the game right there. Like, you, you can't do that. That's a rookie mistake. You're in a contract year. You want to get paid. How are you going to make that mistake? Like, you, just, you can't do that. Bad, bad time, bad time for a good dude to make a bad play. Yeah. Right, right. It's just like, how, how do you do that in that situation? Like, I mean, that was, we could have been, we, that could have ended the game. We could have been talking, we could have been having a whole different conversation here about, oh my goodness, what are we going to do against the Rams in the Super Bowl? You know, but, you know, we're, but now we're here and we get to look at the offseason and what we're going to do. Um, but I, and I hope that the guys from Arrowhead Bride are listening right now and watching and saw, like, what the hell are our linebackers doing? What are Pickens <laughs> doing the whole damn game every single time? They are dropping back, and they are waiting for the running backs to come to them. They are not attacking the running backs in the backfield. Like, you see guys like, you know, Bobby Wagner, Luke Keekley, you know, the big, you know, good, the good middle linebackers in the league, they are attacking those guys in the backfield. They are not letting you, not letting them, you know, just run you over or come to you and, you know, get an extra two, three yards every single time. They are attacking them in the backfield. They are dropping him for losses. How many times did we have a chance to tackle those guys in the backfield? And, you know, we, we either missed the tackle or we just didn't attack it. And they came up and got, you know, instead of a second and 17, they got a second and five. You know, like, I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous. Um, and th- I don't know if that's a coaching thing, if we need to figure out how to do tackling drills in practice or what. But, like, it's been a problem all season. Like, we just, we can't tackle. And I, I don't know if it's a, I, I, and, yeah. Bob Sutton, like, what in the hell are you doing? Well, I don't think you're going to be asking that question too much longer. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen with that. Uh, if I'm guessing and I'm trying to anticipate, I- I'd imagine that when the next season starts, uh, Bob won't be the defensive coordinator. I'm not 100% on that, but I just think there'll be a situation where 
he just walks away. It's a mutual, one of these like mutual departures. We so. thank him for all of his time. Uh, retired. Retired to be an option. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't know that, but I, it's, the, 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 I mean, it just wasn't an acceptable. And, and the, like I said, the person that wasn't great either. I don't think the players were outstanding. I don't think, I don't think Raglan and Hitchens is, is the overall answer. Like if you have to go to a, to a Monday night Rams game and play one of your rookies who probably isn't even ready, there's a problem with the starter to me. You know what I mean? And we've talked about this a lot this year. The chiefs are ahead of schedule. They're way, they're way out beyond their depths when it comes to rebuilding this defense. They knew that they were, I, I think they had to have known that they weren't a complete defensive team yet. And they were still working to rebuild this thing. I think they were focusing more on 2019. So I think they're ahead of schedule in a lot of regards, but it still doesn't make anything better. Anthony Hitchens, he got paid a lot of money. He got paid $45 million over five years. And uh, year one was not impressive for the most part. Uh, there was some defensive, there's some, some schematic things that they were doing uh, l- last couple of weeks. I'm, I'm going to go back and watch this game. Too much is going on during the actual game, but um, they the, the the linebackers were playing a little bit faster, a tick faster last couple of weeks because of some of the things that they were doing on the defensive front. I want to go back and look and see if that's any different this week. Thanks for your phone call, Blake. Always appreciate it, man. Thanks for the kind words. Let's go to Dan and KCK. What's up, Dan? Hi, Mike. Hi, Pete. Yeah, it was a disappointing loss. I, I was really feeling it after the Chiefs were up 21-17, and we just couldn't get that one defensive stop and anything. I work at the grocery store here in Kansas City, Kansas, and Al Sparrow. They're going to be disappointed, but hey, Chiefs had a great season. We'll get to the Super Bowl next year. Thank you, guys. Hey, thank you. Appreciate it. Hey, coming up, we're going to hear from Andy Reid. We're going to hear from D Ford. And pro- I don't know what he has to say, but we're going to go inside that locker room, and you're going to hear from D Ford. He's about to be a very rich man. If he's not already. I mean, he's, he already is. But, he's a rich dude. R- much more. Also, we'll hear from uh, Chris Jones, Dan Sorensen, who had some big plays in the fourth quarter. Uh, we'll get to all your phone calls, too. If you're on hold, Kyle, showtime. You're going to be on deck as well. 576-7610. The 7th Street Casino Arrowhead Pride postgame show. Big-time players make big-time plays. 610 Sports Radio. This ball's got to go outside to one of the receivers in a double move. Hands in the pocket. Flags out. Ball's picked. Ball's intercepted and comes out of the hands of Ward for a moment. But he had it long enough, I believe, but he got a flag down. So the ruling is an interception on the field. We'll wait for the flag. Uh, this could be on the Patriots. It could be a wrong formation. Works offsides. This is huge. This could be the game right here. Offside. Defense, number 55, lined up in the neutral zone. The five-yard penalty will replay third down. That was the play of the game. That was the clinching INT by Traverius Ward that wasn't because of the penalty on D. Ford. It is the 7th Street Casino Arrowhead Pride postgame show. Right back to the phones in a moment at 576-7610. Chiefs lose to the Patriots 37-31 in the AFC title game. D. Ford's offside penalty. Again, I, I, I don't think the game came down to that, but it was the play of the game. In a lot of sense. Here's D Ford in the locker room. Was it split second too early or? Uh, no, they said I was. Uh, I gotta see the ball. What did you feel about that? I gotta see the ball. Uh, especially that the time of that game and, you know, what was at stake. Just have to see the ball. 
Despite the way this game ended, do you feel like this season, I know it's tough to look back at it as a whole right now, but the start of something big, or do you still feel like the end of something right now? It still, it still feels like the end, but once we get over it, it'll be the start of something special. Couple more guys. Do you feel the more sense of shock when Jordan came off? He was sobbing and this hurt so much. But do you feel there's a sense of shock and his team is a little stunned right now? We're definitely stunned. We feel like we should have came out with the dub, um, especially being here in Arrowhead and you know the history, uh, the moment. We definitely wanted to bring it back, so it stinks. What does it say about the last resilience one. of this team after the first half you guys had to still be in it and so close towards the last final minutes of this game? That's, that's been the story of our year. We're a very resilient team, and this is what we want to hang our hat on and bring it to next year. It's an emotional D4, you can tell. Uh, I, I like the line, start of something special, which is kind of one of the themes of tonight's show. And, uh, you know, on the play, he, he, he sounded like he took full responsibility, saying, I got to see the ball. That's true. Uh, people will be upset with that play because had he not been offside, Chiefs would be going to Atlanta. But that's, I mean, it's part of it. Uh, you can't you can't pinpoint one play. There were, what, 37 points scored on one side, 31 on the other. Uh, so there's a lot that goes into to that L. Um, and I think the good thing for Ford um, is the way it sounded. He he and the questions he was asked, he said it started something new. And so uh, this is a guy who's going to be an unrestricted free agent, rumored to maybe get a franchise tag, but he clearly wants to be here for what happens in the future. And I think that's the, I think that's the case for a lot of people. I think this is this is going to be a place where people want to play. I mean, I don't I don't I don't want to speak too much about the future right now, but um, I mean, we got we got this the, is, we got the peanut here for goodness sake. <laughs> right, right, yeah. This is this is a special team. This is going to be a special team moving forward. But uh, you don't want to talk about that right now. Let's go to Showtime in Kansas City, who's been on hold. We appreciate it. What's up, Showtime? Thank you, guys. I appreciate you guys all year. You guys do a great job. To all the fans, players, the coaches, everybody put their heart into this game, and we didn't get the W that we all wanted. Um, And everybody's touching on good subjects right now. And all I want to ask you is, Pete, here's the deal. Patrick Mahomes threw for 50 touchdowns this year, 5,000 yards. Second person ever in the history of the football, NFL football doing something like that. And the thing is, and here's my question for you, Pete, is that the overtime rules, Patrick Mahomes did his job. He let us down. He got us tied up. Bucker got that field goal, mm-hmm. got it done. But, you know, the overtime rules aren't fair. They're not just, especially in the playoffs. He never got a chance. He didn't touch the ball. And I, I want to take my thoughts off the air and see what you think about it. Should they change the overtime rules, especially in the playoffs? Showtime, go Chiefs. I'm out. Thanks, Showtime. Uh, here's how I feel about it. Um, and Andy Reid will say this a little bit, too. Uh, you know going into the playoffs, it's single elimination. And you know going into overtime, you're going to need a defensive stop. Those are the rules. Everyone knows the rules. That being said, admitting that, and, and I don't think you could you could say, oh, the Chiefs lost because the overtime rules are the way they are. Everyone knows the rules. That being said, there is a case to be made, not just for the Chiefs, for the game of football, where everybody should touch the ball. It's And I don't know if it's something you want to tr- change for the postseason. I can understand where, you know, even if you're on the other side of it, say the Chiefs score a touchdown, again, you'd be, I'm sure you'd be fine with that. But at the same time, is it really fair, you know, if it was the other way around, for Tom Brady to never touch the football and get an even number of, t- of, of time. Nobody's whining. My timeline on Twitter isn't full of Chiefs fans saying the overtime rules need to change. If that quarter rotates one more time 
and it winds up in favor of Kansas City, and they go down and score a touchdown, and Mahomes hits Kelsey or or whatever, and nobody, we don't get a single call get, about, hey, we really got to look at those overtime rules. You're me- play defense. Get a stop. Oh, stop one of those third, third and tens. Of course, of course, and I, I, I completely agree. All I'm saying is, when it is the college game, you do feel like a little bit more sometimes in this scenario that you you have a true winner just because college overtime rules do give even possessions when it's tied. I, I actually like the NFL rules the way they are. I, I, I think they're fine. I I'm think the not, NFL overtime is fine. I think there's a case to be made because, again, you have a, you have 16 games in the regular season. I, and, again, I'm not blaming the loss on the overtime rules tonight. There's a case to be made that you change it for the postseason so that each team – touches the ball I, that it that is something that probably should be discussed again i'm not everyone knows the rules i'm not blaming it i'm just saying it, it there's a case to be made let's go to kyle in lenexa hey kyle 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 going once kyle going twice thanks kyle terry you're on uh 610 sports radio am i on now you are oh well i'm calling from michigan and i'm an unbiased observer but i have a couple of uh observations and that is one that the demise of Tom Brady has been greatly overrated, over uh, exaggerated. I think that's a quote from somebody famous. And number two, the guy that lined up offside, I, I never quite understand that because you're looking down the line of scrimmage, and that ball was tipped and picked, and then three take a knee three times, and the game's over. So everybody wants to blame everybody, but if that play doesn't happen, the Chiefs are going to Atlanta. Chiefs had a great year. That was a great game, but Tom Brady is still Tom Brady. So don't fire any coaches. And I know earlier you said that that wasn't the biggest play of the game. I think it was. That's it. Thank you for the phone call. That was my dad. (laughs) That was my father calling in. I don't know what he's doing awake. He's waiting for my wife to go into labor. I know that. <laughs> Everybody in, in Michigan is on pins and needles waiting for my wife to go into labor. This is a very, very exciting time for you, Mike. Uh, she, I thought as soon as that coin went up in overtime, I'm like, well, I'll see you guys go to the hospital. <laughs> she's going to go into labor right now. Her water's about to break. Uh, she's, due, she's due in uh, her due date is Tuesday. Those were some good points by uh, Mr. Wicket there. Well, Ever, maybe I, maybe smarter. your dad was checking his phone to see if she was in labor while Tom Brady threw three interceptions. Right. But <laughs> I, I digress. <laughs> Love you, Mike's dad. Let's go to Jake Congrats. and St. Joe. <laughs> hey, Jake. What's up? Yo. Jake. I just want to talk about Bob Sutton. Um, in D4, I'd like to talk about something special in Kansas City, and I totally agree with that, but I don't think we're going to get there with Bob Sutton at the helm of this defense. I mean, offense is all there, weapons all over the field. Mahomes went out and showed why he deserves the rumored, what was it, 200 mil contract. I think he went out there and showed why he deserves that. Offense looks great, but, I mean, nothing's going to happen. Same stuff is going to go on in the playoffs if we have Bob Sutton at the helm of this. Just the refusal to change the defense, the schemes, whatever we're doing, it's just it's just ignorance is what it is, and I, we need to fix that in the, this offseason. So. Well, Jake, thanks, man. I, I Look, I, I don't think anybody, the three of us, any caller, Binkley who's on next, anybody here on 610, anybody at Arrowhead Pride can say Bob Sutton should keep his job. No. But Bob Sutton's not the only reason why. I don't know how you want to divvy up the blame pie. But Bob Sutton's not the only reason why they lost. And as a matter of fact, there was a point in the game where we were all kind of looking around like, defense actually playing pretty well. For and then the bit. fourth quarter kind of happened. They, but but the, it, they actually played pretty well. They got tired. 
They had they yeah. plays eighty through ninety four were too much, yeah. and that there, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things to go in that the control that the Patriots had in the first half of the game, playing ball control, body punches, slowing that body punches, body punches, slowing that game down. Eric, plays Eric. eighty through ninety four were just misery. It, the the second half was not bad. It was just the last stretch of that game where they ran out of gas because Belichick had a great game plan. The play, the players just. I mean, the, it, the defense is going through a rebuild, and again, it was all defensive this year. And uh, you look at Chris the, the, Jones. You it really took D four to his fifth year to kind of get to where he needed to be. It took Chris Jones what to his third year to really p- perform as right. well as he did this year. It takes time for those guys to develop. But I think the there is a there is a point to be made that it you need to see what they're going to do in 2019 because again it, you can't always expect. I mean, there are players across the league that contribute as first year starters, but you got to hit. Yeah, uh, Chiefs didn't really hit on any first year contributors when it came to defense in an all defensive draft. Naughty. I mean, I I'll, I will argue for Naughty, but yeah, I get you. I mean, he was still rotating with Xavier Williams, and he could right. still stand to be better. Um, there's not a lot of optimism for the rest of that for the rest of that class either. They didn't have a first round pick, and the reason they don't have a first round pick is because of Patrick Mahomes. So I mean, I understand that, but like your, your third quarter, your third cornerback um, at the end of the season was Traverius Ward, who didn't play all year. Right. Uh, Orlando Scandrick was the guy before that. Ron Parker was the guy before that. Ron Parker wouldn't have had a job anywhere in the in the league. No. If he if the Chiefs had not signed him, he's done. Uh, there's just a lot of problems that, uh, with the players, with the players, not not just not just the stat. I mean, I get it. I don't I don't think Bob Sutton survives, but the defense wasn't good enough when it came to the guys on the field. Correct. And it starts with them. And and, and even in this game, again, it's my most unpopular take, but I, I don't have a ton of them. So please, you know, understand that when I say it. But Eric Berry wasn't Eric Berry tonight. No. Rob Gronkowski owned Eric Berry tonight. Right. No, yeah. you're wrong. You're not wrong. D Ford can't be out. out D Ford can't be offsides. Bob Sutton probably shouldn't necessarily be here, but there's so much. There's so much that has to change with this defense. Jeff Darlington from ESPN just tweeted this: Tom Brady just quietly approached a security guard while waiting outside the Chiefs' locker room and asked if he could see Patrick Mahomes. Brady was escorted into a room where he spoke briefly with him. That's the goat respecting the future, right there. That's pretty cool. More of your phone calls, and we'll hear from some of your favorite Kansas City Chiefs after the loss. Head coach Andy Reid as well, straight ahead here on 610 Sports Radio. The 7th Street Casino Arrowhead Pride postgame show. Big-time players make big-time plays. 610 Sports Radio. In 37-31, this is the 7th Street Casino Arrowhead Pride postgame show. Uh, when we're done in a little less than an hour from right now, Jay Binkley takes you through the night. Who's on after Bink? Uh, Dusty Likens. Is on after there. I mean, and then uh, the machine, sports machine. Sean Levine is on the Blood Moon room. Uh, the Blood, what is it? Blood Wolf, Wolf Moon. W- blood Wolf Wolfy Moon. Wolfy Bloody Moon will be will Some. be coming up as uh, the machine and and the American Dream will be on the airwaves all night long talking about this one in the season with you at five seven six seven six ten. Don is in Olathe. Hi, Don. Yeah, just about five six things real quick. So I need around short on time. Um, uh, Andy Reid is not a, uh, you know, off the hook on this. I don't know what that first half game plan was. Um, maybe you can explain it to me sometime later in the future. Took him a whole half to make an adjustment. Uh, Sammy Watkins, I thought we brought him in here to be a decoy for Tyreek Hill. Hey, uh, can I ask you a I question about your 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 adjustment uh, your your adjustment yeah. uh, cl- uh, uh, problem that you had with Andy Reid? What adjustments would you have made 
What what well, was the problem with those first couple well, of drives? Well, he was a five man, you know, for the run a lot earlier, and he did. He was getting gas. If you want to get gas by the run, you might as well uh, have Brady just uh, dinking and dunking. At least might have been. Oh, so, so you're upset one. with Bob Sutton, not Andy Reid? Well, no, I'm upset with Andy Reid. Okay. I mean, I'm starting to figure out why he got uh, left Philadelphia. It's, it's, it's you know, there's only so far you can go. When you, and anyway, I got more Eric Berry. What the hell is he doing in there playing? If you ask me, he couldn't keep up with Gorkowski, like you were saying. Yeah. Are you there? Yeah, we're, yeah, I'm letting you make your points, man. I apologize for interrupting you earlier. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. You, was Eric? Did you see him? He couldn't even cut on his ankle. Okay, now I don't get that one. Now, who usually play was playing his position? You know, say the last game with the Colts. Who filled in? Who, Danny, who started yeah. in place of Eric Berry? Jordan Lucas, Danny, yeah, Danny Sorensen, and Jordan, Jordan Lucas. Okay, why why wasn't Lucas able to play? He played. He did play, just not as uh, much as Eric Berry. Yeah. Okay. And then D Ford, you know, uh, he's going to be on the franchise tag for how many years? Three. One. One. one year. You only get one. Uh, just one. Yeah. Uh, Probably one. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. You can be uh, going to the Super Bowl. One play, two plays away, and line up in the neutral zone. That's high school football. He made a mistake, man. I mean, it, it's a well, bad, yeah. It, I mean, it, it blew the opportunity to go to the Super Bowl, but he made a mistake. Why called a professional, though. Anyway, uh, I'm trying to think of a couple more points here. I, you know, who did we take away from the Pats? You know, they took away Tyree Teal. I can't think of anyway that that we any weapon we took away from them. What's the what's the bottom line here? You wanted to see Andy Reid go? Well, I just want you to answer my last question about who we took away from the Pats today on their offense. I don't, I, I don't know if there is an answer to that. No one. I know. I've seen Hogan no and um, that Edelman. I mean, just constantly, especially Edelman. James the White. Double teaming the guy. James White was held to under, you know, 100 or so, but everyone kind of contributed on the Patriots today, so... They didn't take anybody away. The biggest contributor was Michelle, um, but they didn't take anybody. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I, it's an it's an interesting call. I mean, it seemed like he said he just kind of called us to list off all the negative things that the Chiefs did, did today, and I, I asked him for the bottom line, and there was no answer. To that. Just, <laughs> just wanted to, and I get it. People are mad tonight, man. If you're a Chiefs fan, you're miserable. Yeah, I mean, Don's not having a good. Maybe it sounds like Don might be having a good night, but Don's not having a good night. Yeah, no, I I understand. Uh, there's reason to be miserable if you're a Chiefs fan. There are a lot of things that could have went um, your way. Uh, it, it's hard. Like I said, it's hard um, to look toward the future right now. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is a great start, and it's just going to be about surrounding him with the right uh, guys. That includes defense on the other side of the football to match. Uh, maybe you get back here, and, and maybe it isn't even a nerve-wracking type of game. Maybe you just kind of roll your way to the Super Bowl. Let's go to Overland Park and talk to Doug. What's up, Doug? Hey, guys. Tough night. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just got done burning my video of the game. You actually Uh, had a video cassette of the game that you burned? Nice. That's correct. Wow. All right. Never look at that again. Nope. Uh, (laughs) A couple of uh, points. Um, And I must say, while I was burning the video, I was not listening to the whole show. So if some of this has been covered, my bad. That's all right. Big mistake. Um, <laughs> I agree with a couple of things on Eric Berry. I think that uh, I, 
he's going in the ring of honor, obviously. I I don't is, think is that obvious? Well, wait, 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 wait. Is that obvious that he's going in the ring of honor? Like oh, he it, is he? It's a lock, fellas. A lock? It's a lock. No doubt about uh, it. There's no doubt about okay. that. There's zero. I'm not, not going to. I mean, that's a conversation for another show, I zero. guess. Zero. Why? Why? <laughs> I want to let Doug finish his call. Sorry, Doug. I didn't mean to interject. <laughs> it, it's not a problem. Just a couple more points. Um, I just don't think he should, uh, Barry should have been on the roster this year. Um, uh, and then moving on, um, I would I would say the uh, – the positive side of the game, as I looked at it, was how the Chiefs responded in the second half. Um, I think the offensive line are the goats. Way too much pressure on Mahomes. Way too much. Which and was really surprising because they played so well as a unit all year. I, I, I was shocked, but... And obviously they were too. Um, <laughs> but then uh, my last point, guys, um, you do such a great job. Um, I'll go. I'm I'm a little bit older, and uh, it's hard. It's really hard to take having a shot at the Super Bowl because it doesn't come along every year unless you're um, the Patriots. I still think this game got stolen from the Chiefs tonight um, by a couple of the key calls. One was the roughing the passer, and the other was the muff uh, punt uh, with Edelman. And I think it just completely turned the game. So, anyway. Um, grazing the passer. Just grazing. That like, was a, a garbage grazing. call. That was garbage. Like grazing. The, 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 the muff punt. I have no idea if he touched it. I, I really still have no clue. So don't, then don't, the call should stand then, what happened right, two, Michael? What happened two plays later? Dirty hard. Dan got the ball back. I like, it was care. a no harm, no fall, ball don't lie. Like, I know people I are going to want and, and, Doug, thank you for, for the phone call, man, and your kind words. We appreciate <laughs> I, it. I think but, the toughest thing about tonight is, you know, you'll never have this team together again and it was a really some people would say well, some, that's a good thing it was for a some really, of these i don't know if i'm complaining about some of those <laughs> no i know i mean you're, it's kind of a, like a bittersweet thing I, yeah. I think you really do want to see a lot of these defensive changes she again you have to have the years to develop personnel staff has to have a better draft absolutely um, has to critical year it doesn't get enough attention because the entire city has focused on this poor white-haired man. <laughs> he showed some fire today. Didn't you I, see him Bob, Bob showed emotion I, tonight. When made the stop on fourth down, he went nuts. And, and it's understandable. Um, but <laughs> after he does get dismissed, if that's this year or, or you know, whenever it is, um, at, at some point you got to turn to the players. And, and again, um, there's some terrible, terrible just, tackling efforts tonight. You don't want to get into a situation Ugh. like a like one of these historic great quarterbacks where the defense ruins what you have in the quarterback. And let me, let me uh, you're you're in chapter one of this thing. Let so me let me let me tell you a little story, my friend. Okay, I uh, I used to work in a market that covered the Green Bay Packers before I came down here. No, Kansas City. You? yeah, I know. You may not know that. My shirt's red tonight. Uh, Decibel up, it says. It was in the rotation, <laughs> uh, and I have listened to arguments that the Green Bay Packers, because of their inability to acquire free agents and get a decent defense, 
have wasted Aaron Rodgers' career. Some believe Aaron Rodgers is the most talented quarterback of all time. We can argue that till the cows come home. Was Aaron Rodgers has one Super Bowl, right? A couple of MVPs, and if you ask Packer fans, a lot of them will say that his career has been wasted. From Doug's call and from what you just said, there is that thought. But remember, Mahomes is 23. 23, not 33. You got a lot of chances to get back there. And who knows, maybe the Chiefs become the next Patriots. And what's crazy about Mahomes, too, is I mean, you saw the throws like that tonight. You mentioned 23, right? Football players start to get in their prime around 26, 27, mm-hmm. 28. Yep. You're still three or four years from that, which is insane to think about. Wait, wait till he gets good. I mean, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's an it's an incredible thing to say. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, I, I I think there is an aspect of you ain't seen seen nothing yet. Um, and and, mm-hmm. and it'll be it'll be fun to be here and watch it and uh, and cover him for Arrowhead Pride and SB Nation and Six Ten Sports Radio. Twenty three year old Patrick Mahomes took his team against the greatest dynasty in the history of the National Football League down fourteen nothing, came back and. And put him in a position to win a football game. And he was exceptional. He outplayed Tom Brady. He did. Oh, there's no doubt. I mean, Patrick Mahomes today, he was miserable in the first half, threw for 295 and three scores. And just lit the world on fire. And, and in the most half. of that was in the second half. Uh, before we hear from Andy Reid, let's get Kyle up. Hey, Kyle, how you doing tonight, man? Hey, Darlene, I'm on the radio. Hey, can you hear me, sir? Yeah. Hey, I just want to hold Beach accountable. Okay, so last year we knew our defense was going to be bad. So what did we do? We traded an all-pro all pro quarterback for a bag of Cheetos, right? And then we get Ron Parker, who can't make an NFL team. And then we get Skandrick, who got cut. And then we're wasting prime years of Patrick Mahomes. The beach needs to be held accountable. These scrubs he had on the field tonight could not produce. Edelman is not that good. Kendall Fuller, what? Come on. What? what um, <laughs> when you say held accountable, what that do you mean? Me we should have kept John Dorsey. He found a starting offensive lineman in Canada. <laughs> and then paid him top market value before he was in the top top market player. And the same thing with Eric Fisher. He's overpaid for he he could not handle anything outside of scouting, and that's why John Dorsey is not here in Kansas City. I like that guy. The Caps, I do like that guy though. I do like that guy. That is my guy. That is man. why it would, That is why you. I mean, Veach has cap specialists. The cap specialist wasn't good. Uh, you know, I don't want to point fingers, but it, it, that isn't necessarily a hundred percent John Dorsey's fault. Like that's why they have cap guys around him. Like. But John's supposed to have his his finger on everything. He's got to manage his entire. He's he's got to handle the entire job, the entirety of the you. job. I'm with you 100. percent I'm with you 100. percent This draft, this past draft, so far has not been great. Correct. Um, the give him a full free give, agency signings. The your your marquee free agency signings. I know you're a big Sammy guy. I agree with you. You you've convinced me when okay. he when he's on the field. I get it. You've come to the dark side. But if he's going to miss six games, he's not worth it. And then I look at Hitchens, who's been eh. <laughs> he's not been eh. He he's been bad. He's been blah. He's been blah. No, but what I'm saying is, I, nice like I, I said, yeah, I get what, I know, nice what I'm saying is, I know, you know, Bob's going to get a lot of this blame here. Uh, it's players, and then it's by extension, uh, some of the personnel staff. There's a lot of blame to share. And then, again, not calling for a job or anything of that of the sort. But who's in charge of all this thing, this whole thing? It's Big Red. 
Andy, I just th- thinking of the big picture. Andy's got to have more moments of honesty when it comes to some of the stuff like the the coaching staff he's putting it together. Like, and that he's got to be honest about it because you know Andy Reid is one of the greatest coaches in the history of the National Football League, but sometimes his loyalty gets to him. Let's hear and from Bob the. Uh, let's hear from head coach. Sorry about that. Let's hear from the head coach right now, Andy Reid. Um, plus, I'm proud of our our players um, for the effort that they gave this year. This was a tough one. This, this one. This one hurts. Um, as it does with our fans, I know, and I'm, I'm proud of our fans. I mean, they were phenomenal today, and um, you know, it's a it's a great community. And this was a we were trying to make this a community effort, and uh, we came up a little short. So, but this gives us a little bit of what we have uh, looking forward to us in the future, um, and that's where we'll go after we're done aching here. So, um, and it, it's a bright future, and we've got we've got good players and. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll get over the hump here, um, uh, the big hump. So that, that's uh, this game right here. So, anyways, with that, my hats off to the Patriots. They did a great job today, and Bill and uh, and Tom. Uh, that last drive was uh, in overtime was um, heck of a job on their part. Andy, what did you say to the players after? You? Uh, a little bit of what I just mentioned here. So I just said. Um, uh, it's going to hurt, which I could obviously see. Um, that's important. Uh, that's how you get better. And um, this team has done that uh, throughout the season. When, when um, you know, when things, when the chips were down, we we fought back and did a little bit in this game here. Um, we came up a little short, so let it drive you through the off season and uh, have this feeling that that hurt and let that carry you through so that you don't experience it again. Chiefs head coach Andy Reid after the 37-31 loss to the Patriots. Yeah, well, I, we wanted to bring the, the Hunt Trophy home here. So um, I think all our players did and all the coaches, and, and that's, a, you know, that's a tough thing. So, uh, you know, somebody gets in, the fact that they get to do it right here is real tough. So, um, But we'll, we're going to get that summer done. So we just... Uh, We'll bear down this offseason and make sure we get better. What did the Patriots do in the first half defensively hold you guys down? And what sort of adjustments did you make to make it up to the 31 seconds? Yeah, so they blitzed about every down, played man coverage. Um, they were able to get home there a little bit on some of their games. Uh, so we made a few adjustments at halftime and came back. I probably should have done them earlier. You know, that's my responsibility, so I'll take that. But, um, I'm proud of the way the guys battled back, put ourselves in a position to win the game. Unfortunately, penalties, you know, become an issue, and um, whether I think they're questionable or not, they they were there. We had an interception right at the end to finish the game, you know, and, and um, you know, one of the quickest outside linebackers in the National Football League, they called them offside. So, you know, I'll, I'll take a peek at that and see see what it looks like. But you know, we, gave, we gave ourselves opportunities to, to finish the game. No, I, I think it was uh, probably the pressure. I, again, I could have. He had a nice first third down play. That, you know, that, uh, did a great job of that, and then they were able to get home a little bit, and so we changed a couple things up. Got it right. Um, like I said, we put ourselves in position to, to win the game. That's what makes it this so tough. You know, if it's a if it's a route, you sit here and go, all right, we'll chalk that one up to experience. It'll hurt, but this one here, where you're where you're in it and to win it right there, that's, that's a tough deal. But, 
gave ourselves every opportunity to do it, and um, you know they, they got us in overtime. We'll hear more from Andy Reid coming up in just a sec. We want to go right back to the phones at five seven six seven six ten. Sean, you're next up on six ten Sports Radio. Sean, Sean. All right, good call, Sean. Let's go to Harrison in Kansas City. What's up, Harrison? Hey guys, how you doing? All right. Hey, yeah, I just wanted to talk about uh, Mahomes tonight, dude. Like, honestly, great second half. Uh, I think that's a bright future we got to look towards. It's a disappointing loss, and we got some stuff to make up for in the off season. But for the most part, I think as Chiefs fans, bro, we should expect to be back here in the next year or two. I, I don't think there's any doubt. I mean. It, if you look at the AFC next year, and who knows what happens with Brady? I mean, he's 41. Maybe he goes out like Elway. Maybe he comes back again. There's no, he's he's slowing down, but he's not slowing down to a point where you're like, ah, oh, he's Michael Jordan with the Wizards or Jerry Rice with the Seahawks. He's not Willie Mays running around in center field with the Mets. But look at the AFC next year. I would assume we would all think the Chiefs are one of the top two or three teams in the conference, once again, depending on what they do with some acquisitions. Now that you have Patrick Mahomes... If you don't make the playoffs, that year is a failure. You make sure you make the playoffs every year. No and, doubt. And maybe, maybe you're, if you're, even if you're not necessarily the one or two seed or whatever like that, if you're in the dance, you never know. You could make a run if your team starts playing well at the right time. A lot of times, it's not the best team in the league that wins. It's the team that's playing the best at the, at the right time. Mm-hmm. Wildcard team seems to make the Super Bowl every other year. So, I, I mean, with great power, it's so stupid, but with great power <laughs> comes great responsibility. You now have Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> The baseline each year should be postseason. And, again, uh, you've been waiting a long time for Andy Reid to get to this game since 2013, right? So you got to the AFC title game. I thought it was a good year. Now, you better be getting to the Super Bowl next year. You know what Patrick Mahomes is. This isn't going to catch you by surprise. You have a whole offseason to draft and sign players. Go do it now. This is an incredibly flawed football team. And the fact that they are even in this position is pretty remarkable. I mean, the truth of the matter is they played a terrible first half. They ran they ran half the plays that the Patriots did. They had three third downs on uh, third and tens in overtime and couldn't get off the field. They are they're they're gonna be in every single game. And if Patrick Mahomes just gets into the dance, that's just enough for them to make a run. That's it. You're right. Just getting into the dance gives them a chance at a Super Bowl every single year from now until he retires. And that is what should be expected by the personnel staff, the coaches, and stuff. Playoffs each year is the baseline. If they don't make the playoffs with this quarterback, I mean, you know, you're talking about Aaron Rodgers. That's an embarrassment when the Packers don't make the playoffs. When you have Drew Brees, that's an embarrassment when the Saints don't make the playoffs. When you have this quarterback, you should expect that each and every year. It isn't always going to work out the exact right way. I think there'll be years where you maybe not aren't the one seed. I don't think that's a reasonable expectation. But man, making a decent run. And, and next year, I think the expectation is Super Bowl. It's make the Super Bowl or bust. You got to take that next step. Everybody's going to compare it to the Royals. I mean, some even a reporter asked Andy Reid, or was it Patrick Mahomes, one of the two, about you know the Royals in 14, they got there, and then the next year at 15. We'll see if 2019 was this team's uh, World Series appearance. It's an easy comparison, and, and and it's timely. And people are going to be hungry. And I think a lot of people are going to see this quarterback and say, man, maybe me going there could get us all to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And, and that is why, you know, Kent and the boys at the Arrowhead Pride Nerd Squad, plug, plug, are headed down to the Senior Bowl tomorrow. Um, it starts there. Uh, Chiefs, in, at least in the Dorsey era, were big fans of the Senior Bowl, and D. Ford was there. I think he was the MVP at the Senior Bowl. 
and it starts with the draft, and then the GM, you know, we can talk about him, whatever like that. He's aggressive, so let's see what happens in free agency. Let's see what you have. Um, this is going to be a tough Super Bowl to watch, I think, for Kansas City. Um, normally, your team's out of it um, a, a few weeks earlier. I think you could – this one, you're going to watch this Super Bowl, you know, at 5.30, whenever it is, two weeks from now, and, and it's going to hurt even more, I think, because you, you, you're going to feel uh, – this should be us. You you were talking about you know, and it's Marcus Peters versus Tom Brady. Like who uh, do you, who do you root for? <laughs> I know who I know who our, our our colleague and friend Ron the Show Hughley. I root for. <laughs> Pete, you were talking about the the Royals World Series run where they they came up just short, and I think I I I, th- I think about that. And I remember going into the fifteen season, I was really excited to watch the Royals play baseball, but at the same time, there was just like this how daunting it is to get back to there and how daunting it is to to be able to you know put yourself in that position um it's gonna it's gonna sting for a while here the same way it stung for the world series because i think you're you're just right on the cusp but um this this is a this is the start of something special the same way you kind of hoped it was the start of something special with the royals and 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 by the way i know we got to get to a break here but think about the rams you know last year the rams First, they were building last year. They got to the postseason. They got beat. And then this year, what happened? They got to the Super Bowl. The Rams are building in the NFC. The Chiefs, maybe a year behind, making that next step with Mahomes. The Chiefs are building as well. And and they hung with those guys. Mahomes, after last season, he, for the first time, had professional coaching. That is a scary thought for the rest of the league. Like You just saw what he did. 50 touchdowns, Mm 5,000 yards, rallied his team back from 14-0 deficit, Almost beat Tom Brady, and now he's going to have an entire offseason to get better, to work on maybe some things that didn't go right. You saw some overthrows tonight. He left some touchdowns on the field for sure. And maybe there's some touch that he works. Maybe there's some footwork, so on and so forth. He's going to come back better. This this MVP should win the MVP the Saturday before the Super Bowl. is going to come back a better player because guess what? He's only 23. 23. A large part of this off, of this season, they had Andrew Wiley, Cam Irving, Austin Ryder along the interior of their offensive line. They All their weapons are back. So the line hasn't been really a problem. It was a little bit of a problem this week, or this week obviously. All their weapons are back. They're going to add a few more weapons, guys. They are going to add weapons to this team. Maybe Deshaun Jackson if he gets released. That might be a guy that wants to chase a ring here back hmm. with Andy Reid. Guys like that. Hot takes from... Oh, I'm just... Sorry. And then d- the defensive side of the ball will get better. Hey, uh, we'll get back to your phone calls. We'll go inside that Chiefs locker room. When we're done, coming up in about a half hour, Jay Binkley takes you through the night. We got more of your phone calls coming up next. The 7th Street Casino Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show. Big time players make big time plays. 610 Sports Radio. It is the uh, 7-3 Casino Arrowhead Pride postgame show. Arrowheadpride.com, editor-in-chief Pete Sweeney, Ken Swanson. I'm Mike Wickett. Uh, The tweet is out from quarterback Patrick Mahomes. Thank you, Chiefs Kingdom. This hurts now, but we will be back. Love y'all and y'all support that from Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Time to find out now what was the slice of the game brought to you by Home Slice Pizza and Pints off of 15th and Grand. I'll tell you what, when this play happened, you could just feel the air getting sucked out of the stadium. Ball at the Chiefs 30. Gronk is out wide. Watch the top of your screen. Watch the safety. If he comes down, there's a good chance he's thrown out there. It's Gronk for the first down. 
Gronk cut inside on the slant and gets it down to the 15. Got halfway home. Only because I didn't want to play the Burkhead touchdown again, but that play over Barry, and even when Romo calls it out, somebody said Romo did a great job of that all game, and I agree. But that that was like you just kind of at that point you thought they're they're just not gonna they're not gonna be able to stop this this for, this overtime drive. Tony Romo, man, crazy because everyone was so fascinated with him as a player, a great quarterback. But really, he's almost better at being an analyst than he ever was a quarterback, <laughs> which is incredible. Uh, second. Um, I don't want to be this I told you so guy, so I don't I'm not gonna to go too far down this road, but the Eric Berry situation this year was a debacle. And that was a cap on a, your you know, your a negative proverbial cherry on just what has been a disaster this year. Mm-hmm. Uh handled by the team, a disaster. Um not revealing really anything. Um if he goes and gets surgery now. I mean, we knew that he was injured, what? He started having these problems August 11th. Um, he wasn't himself. There's a case no. to even be made. You take him off the field in this game, and you might have a little bit of a different game plan, and other players who have been turning it on maybe would have had more success in that situation. The Chiefs released the video, and, and everyone was all excited, and I told you guys, let's wait and see what we have here before we get overexcited. I got killed for it, and guess what? He should have never been on the field this year, and that's a fact. It was a waste of a roster spot, and you talk about the mismanagement of this team. This was a great point by you a couple weeks ago, Kent. Khalil McKenzie was a red shirt. They're turning him from a defensive player to an offensive player. Eric Berry, hate to say this, was a waste of a roster spot. Mm -hmm. So you were dealing with a 51-man roster spot all year because you had to protect Khalil McKenzie. That's a disadvantage from the get-go. Right. They were behind the eight ball when it came to personnel. Completely mismanaged. The well, and there's where's the disconnect? We're never gonna know. We're never gonna know what really happened on behind the scenes with all that. But uh, you know the the Chiefs. Eric Berry was good for one game, for a half of one game, and they wound up losing that game. And they wound up losing all three games that Eric Berry played. So you know they were thirteen and two without Eric Berry this year. The first game, the first half against the Chargers was excellent, and you could see his different the difference he made. After that, it was, I, it was bad. People aren't going to want to say this, but him being there and confusing and the day-to-day-to-day-to-day-to-day, whatever, the whole thing, it's a distraction for a team. And I know that there'll never be a player that tells you that, but the fact that you we, we might have this guy, like you can hear it in Sutton's voice when he's talking about it, not to like defend Bob Sutton, I'm just telling you what happened, but... Even well, we might have him, we might not. Like, isn't that confusing to even the players? It's like, well, Lucas, you might be playing. You're really playing well lately, but guess what? Now Eric Berry's going to be back, so you're probably going to be benched. Like, at a certain point, dude, just get off the field. I that's always been my take, and I, I take it some heat for it. But 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 in the grand scheme of things, you know me. I don't just come on here and spew hot takes. This is the only essential like equivalent to a hot take that I have. It's not hot. It's just a fact. And it was capped tonight when he was unable to make the play on Rob Gronkowski. That was your slice of the game. Brought to you by Home Slice Pizza and Pints off 15th and Grand. I promise next year we'll have more positive slices of the game. But that was the one tonight. <laughs> that was like a gross anchovy slice. Right, yeah, slice, exactly. Slice of the game. <laughs> Go back to the phones and hear from you. Uh, John is in St. Louis. What's up, John? Yeah, I know. I called you guys before. I'm a Chiefs season ticket holder and Blues season ticket holder from San Luis and her back and forth, but uh, the worst of this all is now they've the Chiefs have left me now with nothing but the blues for the rest of the season. Ah, so, God I help like me. I like the pun. I love the pun. 
<laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I, to me, it just came down to a few things. One, the officiating I thought was bad. I didn't, I'd kind of get your opinion on that. I mean, I, officiating is what it is. But, you know, I still think Bob Sutton needs to go. I think that's a big thing. But also the other thing is what was going on, the offensive line in the first half, just the really almost three quarters, I would say. But uh, they, obviously they came out strong in the second half, and they kind of bogged down a little bit again. You know, I think it comes down to that. Then, and then the, the final thing is, you know, Andy Reid's an excellent coach, no doubt about it, obviously. But God, eleven seconds to go. I said, I told, I turned to my, I turned to my nephew. He's been going a couple games with me here. I said they've left it to. Oh my God! Oh no! You're telling me we'll never know, John. <laughs> That's where his phone dropped out. You, I left I, it to what? I left it to what? Be now, sure to drink your Ovaltine. Now I'm going to die not knowing what he told <laughs> ja, his nephew. Ja. Call back. <laughs> Let's go to Christine at least Summit. What's up, Christine? Thanks for hanging through the uh, the break. Hey, no problem. Um, I just, you know, I've watched the Chiefs my whole life. And, you know, I have a problem with, I love Andy Reid. But that first half, what was I felt like Alex Smith was still on the field. I mean, he has Patrick Mahomes, and he did not play Patrick Mahomes like Patrick Mahomes. I mean, the run, the shuffle pass, forward man. I just don't get it. I I'm still I'm in the parking lot still trying to get out of the stadium. I was there, and I'm like I thought he was tricking Bill Belichick. Trying to figure, you know, I don't know what the hell was happening. Sorry, I said that word. <laughs> That's all right. But, H-E double but, hockey sticks. <laughs> but I'm in the bathroom two minutes to halftime, and I'm like, is he tricking? And all these ladies are looking at me like, what? <laughs> what? But I'm just still, I don't get it. I mean, yeah, second half, we did come out. And I don't blame it on the defense. And I'm going to say the X factor, I'm losing my voice. We were there. But. I don't understand why did we not come out like we did last week, mm-hmm. put the foot on the throat, make the ball go down. Well, the- <laughs> well Christine, this tonight's opponent was very, very good and much better than last week's opponent. That has a lot to do with it. I get that. No, but they suck. Remember, Tom Brady said they can't win. <laughs> they, no, no, Christine, thank you for your phone call. We appreciate it. No doubt about it. Andy Reid got out coached in the first half. Yeah. Uh, yes. His second half adjustments were very well, impressive. They were exceptional. The way, by the way, I gotta hold on. If 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 Patrick Mahomes doesn't take two ten yard plus sacks and he doesn't miss Damian Williams, he, Andy Reid isn't out coached. Well, that game, that first half was I, still very like even if like the process yeah, might have been okay. It was a perfect re- game plan by Josh McDaniels. The results, the results were would have been better than the process though. Andy Reid, okay, to, to with with the offensive line, I'll go back to and circle around yeah. to that and then yeah. talk because it, it matters with with that call too. Mm-hmm. Um, the 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 Patriots had a fantastic plan to pressure Mahomes. They threw a lot at him. Some of the issues with the offensive line very well could have been Mahomes misiding some things, you know, setting the protection incorrectly. Like some of that stuff could have fell on. Hey, we're gonna challenge a young quarterback and we're gonna throw the kitchen sink at him in a big game and say, okay, if you can match wits and if you can match composure with a guy that's been here eight times, 
then yeah, you know, tip your hat off to you. But they they had they were just discombobulated. It might have fallen on Mahomes some. It might have fallen on the offensive line. And yeah, the play calling was not great early. There it, was some issues with the play calling. Execution too. was bad as well. And and to to her point, she said, "Why didn't they do what they did last week?" Well, last week Andrew Luck threw the ball three times in a row, and they gave the football right back to Kansas City. This week, Josh McDaniels and Bill Belichick said, no, no, we're not going to do that. We're going to run the ball up the gut. We're going to get guys out open in the flat. And, and Kansas City couldn't even get the football. Couldn't get the ball. The funny thing about this game is the Patriots averaged 3.7 yards on the ground. Like, that's not even anything to write home about. No, it's, I mean, it's good. They just, it's fine. And, and Tom Brady, for a stretch of that game, was, like, afraid to throw it down the field. Like, he's just dumping it off. It was literally, like, everything you hate about Alex Smith's tenure here. <laughs> Working. The, it was amazing. The first half, some stats for you. Total net yards, Patriots 245, Chiefs 32. Uh, third down efficiency, 7 for 9 for the Patriots, 1 for 4 for Kansas City. Damian Williams ran the ball five times for 10 yards. Patrick Mahomes, 4 of 8 for 65 yards. He threw eight passes in the first half. I know how the game ended. You know, you know how because you can look back and, and review it. But at, you're not putting yourself in a good position if you need to score all your points in the second half. Like, that's why Andy Reid deserves a piece of this, too. Yep, 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 yep. Absolutely. You, you can't come out like that and expect to win. You can't. Uh, I want to remind you right now, this is the 7th Street Casino Arrowhead Pride postgame show on KCSP Kansas City, KRBZ HD2 Kansas City. Back to the phones. People are hanging on hold. Let's go to Cleveland, Ohio. Talk to Elwin. What's up, Elwin? Hey, what's up, guys? Yo. Hey, you know, I hear people uh, kind of bagging on D. Ford and his offsides play, and I know it's a huge play. But you look at the pass rushers in the league and the elite pass rushers, those guys are getting an offside or two every game. They're trying to jump that snap. The way that offenses are these days in 2019 now as we are, you have to get that little edge. I know D. Ford made a play that we're all going to look back on as the play that probably changed the outcome of this game. But he was really trying to jump the snap. But I want everybody to think about 1993. Where were you setting? I was 11 years old. I was crying after that game against Buffalo because we really had no shot against the Buffalo Bills. We were in this game, you know, for 65 minutes. We were in this game. And I'll never replace the feeling that I had tonight watching this game. I can't wait for the season to come. You know, I, I just can't wait to see what Patrick Mahomes is going to do to this league over the next 12 to 15 years. It's a good call, man. We appreciate you getting in. Let's go to Carlos in Kansas City. Hi, Carlos. Hey, how's it going, guys? Yo. I, I got two quick things and I listen off the air after that. Uh, first one is uh, way to go, ref. And the second thing is um, – <laughs> The second thing is that nobody's really looking at how many players we have in a Pro Bowl. I just believe that uh, the league rather see our players in a Pro Bowl to get more ratings than rather see our players in a uh, Super Bowl. Thanks, guys. Thank you for your phone call. Um, it kind of sounded like he was going for a little bit of a conspiracy angle there. I don't necessarily think that the uh, you know before the game the best the best game this season was Chiefs Rams. If you're the NFL and you're rigging it. You go back to Chiefs-Rams because it's Chiefs-Rams 2. Everyone could play the highlights of the Monday night showdown. That was 54-51. It was the most popular game to widely talked about all year. <laughs> and what do 31 fan bases, what are they sick of? Brady in the damn Super Bowl. Right. Like the, the thir If you were like, we're playing for the crowd, 
look, 100 million people are going to watch if it's Lions Jets. It's the Super Bowl. Right. I will say it did stick out to me, and I'm not, I'm not saying oh, I'm not putting any percentage of there being a, this being a conspiracy, but it, it was interesting to me when the Pro Bowl rosters came out. It was very much led by Patrick Mahomes. You'll see next week because that's the Pro Bowls in, on the off off week. Patrick Mahomes is going to be the face of this thing for NFL Network. He's not going to play. I doubt he plays. I bet he. Uh, I don't know. I have no idea. Either. I don't think there's any a chance free he goes. A free trip to Orlando. Orlando, with a, with Florida. Orlando, or Florida. Florida. Did I ever tell you what's in Orlando? Huh? The Disney World. <laughs> they, I, they give you a free, you, you and your family a free trip. I bet you all of them go. It's the kind way, of an honor to be in the, be in the Pro Bowl. Disney World's expensive, a man. Lot, a Cheapest ticket's $106. A lot of the teams that play in the AFC Championship or the championship games and lose, they don't wind up going. You go in Epcot, you travel from city to city, you get a beer in each city. They have turkey legs. <laughs> He'll be there. Orlando, Florida. You, and you see who calls Orlando. the shots about about in, who, in the Mahomes relationship. They did, they got that dog. He didn't want that dog. If 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 the if baby girl Steve. wants to go to Orlando, the Mahomeses are going to Orlando. You don't, you don't think Patrick wanted the puppy? No, he said he didn't. He said we want we were thinking about doing it in the off season, and she went and got it. His girlfriend Brittany. Oh She's God. calling the shots. I feel like we we need to talk to. Dude, Brittany. Dude's gonna cause... be worth two hundred million dollars in two years. Mike, get Brittany, oh, get Brittany the on the line and see if he's going to the Pro Bowl. <laughs> if that puppy Brittany. kept if that puppy kept Mahomes up during the preparation, like during the prep, you know, the, the for this game, the preparation. Oh my gosh! <laughs> if I know what having a puppy is like. <laughs> What if this is tinfoil haddish? Oh, good. Mahomes, good. Yeah, get it Mahomes didn't get as much rest as he usually does during a a week. That, they, they get a, they because think, the dog kept. Are them you up. telling me the dog is part of the deep state? Maybe is that what it is? Dog Maybe is deep state. You're telling me Bill Belichick now sends free puppies <laughs> for the opposing team's oh, girlfriend. Oh, this is getting better. Quarterback's girlfriend. This is getting better. So Bill Belichick. With help of Russian intelligence, hacks Facebook, sees that she's looking at puppies online, sends the cutest puppy as an advertisement on the side of her Facebook banner like the rest of us. She gets the puppy. Puppy keeps Mahomes up at night. He stinks in the first half. I think, I think I, I've, heard, I've heard crazier things. I mean, if Instagram is correct, the puppy's name is Silver. Silver. Oh, bad, that's painful. Bad name for the Chiefs quarterback's puppy. Hot take. That's my second hot take. Silver. Eric Berry won. It, Bad bad name for the puppy. They too. took the silver in the AFC. <laughs> That's I didn't even wasn't even thinking that. I was thinking silver and black. Oh. I was thinking silver metal. We've reached. I the, was thinking. We've, we've, was, we've, we've reached the point of the of the show. <laughs> We're just throwing out uh, delirious con, uh, conspiracy theories. I've heard worse. That's great. Heard worse things. Hey, everybody on hold. We are going to get to you. I swear. We just have to figure out our next conspiracy theory to throw out there. Uh, and when we're done in a couple of minutes, Binkley's coming up. We got Chiefs talk all the way. Look, we are going live here on 610 Sports Radio. Uh, the sports machine, Sean Levine. We got Dusty Likens coming up. Binkley's on at 11.15 all the way till Fesco in the morning. Stay with us. Put the coffee on. We'll get to more of your phone calls next. The 7th Street Casino Arrowhead Pride postgame show. Big-time players make big-time plays. 610 Sports Radio. Setting up the Chiefs just a yard away. Since Watkins in motion. Mahomes rolling out. Throws it. for the touchdown. Damian Williams. That was the call on CBS. Patrick Mahomes touchdown to Damian Williams. Jim Nance on the play-by-play. This is the 7th Street Casino Arrowhead Pride post-game show. Pete Sweeney and Kent Swanson from ArrowheadPride.com. I'm Mike Wicket. Uh, I just put this out on Twitter. If you want to see it, Pete, you can. 
Uh, Bill Belichick knew Mahomes. Girlfriend loved puppies, so he had Russian hackers build fake news ads of cute puppies, sent them to her Facebook account, and influenced her to get a puppy that would need late-night potty training to keep Pat up late at night so he would stink in the first half. I hope you pass this imaginative uh, personality on to your offspring that you're getting in a few <laughs> hours here. She's, her, she's still waiting and waiting. Still waiting and waiting. Uh, five seven six seven six ten. Robbie is in Brookside. What up, Robbie? How you doing tonight? Uh, well, obviously not too great after that game, but I'm just curious why we're talking about dogs and puppies and having the time of our lives. I mean, that was maybe the most upsetting game in franchise history. Can we talk about not getting stops on third down and overtime? And did you, Robbie? Did you ju- did that? you did you just start listening? Well, I got to say, we were in the parking lot for about two hours. Right, and, uh, right. We've been on the air for about two hours. You think we've talked about puppies for the last two hours? <laughs> uh, well, it sure sounded like after that last caller talking about calls about the Pro Bowl. Who cares about the Pro Bowl? Anthony Hitch is in the Pro Bowl. He's the worst player on the field. All right. All right. Thank you for your phone call. It's Robbie. been a- Anthony Hitchens of the two signings was the worst signing yeah. of the two big ones. Just, sure. just so you know, Robbie, and again, you're, you've been in the parking lot hanging out, and that's cool. We have the the last four minutes of the program that you have heard has been all the time we've start, we've talked about puppies. A little, little something you call, call a rabbit hole. So we got we got a little far <laughs> we got a little far down there. We're, we're coming we're, we're coming back up. We're coming back up. Bear with us. It was a uh, it was a rough <laughs> night for. I'm not going to uh, do Robbie. this. I'm not going to do this right now. But by I the am. way, have you seen the puppy? It's adorable. It's not- adorable. Let's go to Jeff in Kansas City. We're not City. making any friends here. What's up, Jeff? How you doing, man? Hey, good. How are you? All right. Yeah, so I just want to talk a little bit about, you know, the refereeing around the league right now. I mean, we saw today, we saw a couple calls in our game, didn't go our way, whatever. But I also saw calls that weren't made. We were holding on, on, on defense a couple times. And then the Saints game, that no call. I mean, and, if well, anybody complain about can complain about Chiefs and, and Patriots calls, that no call on the pass interference in the Saints Rams game was the worst non call I have ever seen. Ever. Oh, it, it was. And, and so what? 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 Uh, you know, I'm looking at when I ran the stats tonight, and I looked at it. Look, the NBA has three guys on the court at all times covering ten players. The NF, uh, the uh, NHL has four referees covering a hockey game. We only had seven on the field. That is probably four to six times larger than that field. And these guys can't be expected to be have the eyes on everything all the time. I don't understand why the NFL doesn't spend some money, get more guys, more referees on the field. If if, if a quarterback protection is one of your main things, you should have a, uh, an official who does nothing but take five yards from the quarterback at all times, watching him. Not trying to watch everything else, uh, you know. It, it, it just and then they need to make this a uh, like a professional job where these guys need to be athletes. They need to be the old guys out there. They need to be professional athletes that train year round to do nothing but officiate these games. And when we spend the money we do to watch these games and do all this stuff, it's kind of a slap in the face where you know we're getting games that are are, are you know uh, calls that are. Uh, basically deciding, you know, who goes to the Super Bowl, and they're blown. What do you guys think? Can we go back to talking about puppies? Guys, do we need to add more referees? (laughs) No. I thought both both sides had some complaints um, in this game in particular. 
if there's anyone with the biggest complaint, it didn't even happen in this game. It's, it's New Orleans Saints who were told that they complete, yeah. completely blew a call and aren't aren't going to the Super Bowl because of it. Um, I don't think they're. I don't think you need more referees. I, I think the biggest problem between in, in refereeing in the uh, the National Football League, to, to Jeff's point, everything kind of changes week to week. Like, what is a pass interference? What is a holding? I mean, that, that's where the, the the question I have. It's the enforcement of the rule. I don't think they have any room to add more referees. I don't. I don't think they need to add any more referees. No. But uh, Jeff, we appreciate you getting in. Jeff was last call. Last call is brought to you by Lucas Wine and Spirits Superstore with their newest location but now I, open just west of Liberty at 152 in Flintlock next to Best Buy. He's our last call. Yeah, but if you're on hold, stay oh, stay yeah. tuned. Stay tuned. Because we, especially, hold on, can you pause that, Chris? Can you hold on, pause that quickly for a sec? I wasn't ready to say goodbye yet. Uh, if you are on hold, Binkley's coming up next. So if you have a beer in your hand, I want you to finish it and call Binkley's show. I don't, I, I think Jay's been an emotional wreck since we got on the air about two hours ago. I do, again, want to say thank you very much, guys, for uh, the three of us working together and doing this radio program uh, for the entire season. It's sad we couldn't do one more in a couple of weeks. Thanks to our producer, Chris, who has been with us the entire time. Uh, It's been fun. Final thoughts on this game, final thoughts on the season. Yeah, pleasure to work with you guys. Uh, This was just an idea that I had, and uh, really happy with how it went down. Pleasure to work with you, Sean Barber, Ken Swanson. Thanks, Chris. Ken? It's been a dream getting to do stuff like this pleasure working with both of you we'll see you next year see you guys thanks so much everybody for listening uh thanks again to our producers and everybody on staff uh for pete sweeney and ken swanson for the final time this season i'm mike wicket enjoy late night chiefs talk with jay binkley next on 610 sports radio have a good night this has been the 7th street casino arrowhead pride post game show on 610 sports radio coverage continues with articles pictures video and interviews on arrowheadpride.com and 610sports.com Hello, I'm Ashley Carmen. I'm Caitlin Tiffany. We're the hosts of Why'd You Push That Button, the Verge's show about all the choices technology forces us to make. We're back for season three, talking about questions like, why do you delete your tweets? And why do you type in lowercase letters that make you seem like a serial killer? And why are you on an exclusive dating app? You're not that special. We're releasing a new episode every Wednesday, and you can find this anywhere you typically find podcasts, which is Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts. So go ahead and subscribe and check us out. Support for this show comes from Fundrise. Buy low, sell high. It's easy to say, hard to do. For example, high interest rates are crushing the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. It's no wonder the Fundrise flagship fund plans to go on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. You can add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio in just minutes and with as little as $10 by visiting Fundrise.com Fox. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at Fundrise.com flagship. This is a paid advertisement.